The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Abandon us, you will never disappoint us. So send your word again to us today. Enlighten our understanding. Help us to see what you are doing. Help us to lay hold on what you are supplying. Let us learn to walk in the love of God that guarantees our victory. Even in difficult times. To you and you alone be all the praise. And the people of God shouted aloud, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please let me walk up to two or all, you don't have to walk. Just turn to two or three people around you and make a bold declaration of faith. Declare my God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory. Even at a time like this. Tell it to three people. Bold declaration. My God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory. By Christ Jesus. One more bold declaration. My God supplies all my needs. Hallelujah. When things go crazy, you need to know the options to take. And you need to believe God for wisdom to exercise the right option. There was a story in the Bible, I know you are familiar with it, in the days of Elijah. When cash failed, there was a drought, cash failed, the economy ran dry. I guess what we are going through in our country now, one can liken it. And everything was tough. Remember that the Bible told us there were two women. They didn't know how to look to God in a time of drought and scarcity. They made a deal. We'll kill our children. Today, we will eat my own. And tomorrow, we will eat your own. May you not make foolish decisions at a time like this. Now, I'm not expecting somebody to go and kill their children <laughs> like that story. But I'm telling you, this is not a time to make foolish decisions. What do you do at a time like this? You look to God. It wasn't long after they had killed, well, the first one ate the child of the other one. The, the day they, 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 they were supposed to kill that one, that one ran away. Not long after that, a word came. By this time tomorrow, this scarcity will be turned around. What if you had just held on? I pray over somebody here. May you not make a foolish decision that you will regret for the rest of your life. What do you do at times like this? Look to God. Believe God. You take this Scriptures like this that I shared with you, meditate on them. Even if you have to go and queue for four hours, while you are in that queue, I believe I've taught you something like this before, stand on the promise of God. Even if you have to go and wait on the line to draw cash, while you're on that, just stand on the promise of God. My God, be quoting, my God meets my needs according to his riches in glory. It will put something inside your spirit that will help you for the time to come. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? This is not a time for reckless decisions, stupid decisions. 
I was listening to somebody on radio, one banker, and was analyzing. He said part of the problem is that Nigerians themselves, we know the government is messing up, but some people themselves do kinds of things. So he talked about the story of these people that get phone calls. And someone tell you that, ah, we are crediting your account with 2 million naira or 20 million naira. Just give us. So they were talking about bank fraud, that that's even happening now. And guess the problem is some people are even greedy. Did you work for 20 million naira? Someone gave me that call one day. Before it was, I just cut off the conversation. I didn't even want him to start staring my hope. <laughs> don't, don't tell me rubbish. <laughs> We've seen stories in times of scarcity. Much of this doesn't happen in Lagos. People will now go to a leaking pipeline. Just go because they will not want to get petrol. Then fire will start somewhere. May you not make foolish decisions. Just look to God and receive grace to endure. This too shall pass. Hallelujah. By this time tomorrow, we will start living in surplus. Just trust God. When everything else fails, learn to trust God. However painful it is, however difficult it is. Believe God for a miracle. All right. Praise God. I want to run today. I just want to lay a foundation. We're going to be talking about winning. 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 Somebody shout, I am a winner. Ah, you don't know how to shout. Say, I am a winner. Hallelujah. I am a winner. We are winners in Christ Jesus. Don't let any negative thing that is going on around you disturb you or confuse you. You are a winner. If you are born again, you are a winner. Can I hear someone shout again? I am a winner. And one of the things the Bible teaches us that guarantees us victory and winning in life is the love of God. The Bible says that God himself is love. And then it says love never fails because God is love. And when we know the winning ways of God or the winning ways of love, we can always win in life. And we're going to be looking at that through the course of this month. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14, the Bible says thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. He always causes us to triumph. I want to prophesy over everybody under the sound of my voice this morning. No matter what is going on in the land or what is going on in your life, you will triumph in the name of Jesus. You will win in the name of Jesus. You will come out on top in the name of Jesus. You will be victorious in the name of Jesus. You will overcome in the name of Jesus. At the end of the day, when the dust settles, you will have the victory in the name of Jesus. So you might as well start giving God thanks now. Hallelujah. He said, thanks be to God. <laughs> Praise God. He causes us to triumph. Causes us to triumph. In Christ. And I love it. He says he always. This is one thing about winners. and They find a way to win. 
Praise God. Winners are not people that don't have challenges. Winners are not people that don't have difficulties. Winners are people because of who they are and what they carry, what they have. And in our own case, what we have is God. And specifically the love of God. Because of what they have inside of them, they find a way. Even when they face a setback, they will bounce back again. They will find a way. They don't give up. They don't lose hope. They take heart in the midst of discouragement. And it's because they know who they are. And they know what they have. And particularly in our case, like Apostle Paul says, we know whose we are. 1 John 5 4 says that whatsoever is born of God overcomes this world. Overcomes. That means you win. Hallelujah. Can I hear somebody shout or make a, I, I taught you during the crossover. You see, everything will respond to the sounds that you are making. Everything, situations and circumstances they respond to the sound that is coming from you. So at a time like this, you can't afford to be talking like a defeated person. You can't afford to be talking like a loser. You can't afford to be talking like a failure. If you do that, God forbid, you are going to be attracting more and more failure into your life. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. You need to learn to make bold declarations that the heavens will know, the angels will know, and even the demons will know. Praise God. Let me hear somebody shout, I'm an overcomer. Say it again, I'm an overcomer. One more time, I am an overcomer. Now, it's easy to say that when you just got a promotion at work, or you just bought a new house, or you just achieved a major milestone. But you must also know how to say it like the Bible tells us here. It says you are an overcomer because you are born of God. Hallelujah. Because you are born of God. That makes it available for every child of God. Hallelujah. And let me also remind you again, Romans 8.37. I think this is the most apt of all of them for what we are teaching this time. Yes, in all these things, the first scarcity, the cash scarcity, the PVC scarcity, any other scarcity, we are more than what? Through him that what? Loved us. This, this is what we are looking at. We can win in life. Number one, because we are born of God. And on a deeper level, we can win because of the love that God has for us. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Or that loves us. More than conquerors. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Winners find a way to win at the end of the day because love will always find a way to win. That's the beautiful thing about the love of God. Love will find a way. 
when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and fell from glory and lost everything that God had for them and God intended for mankind, the love of God started finding a way for them to restore man back. Because man had fallen from glory. Sin had brought man down under the dominion and the authority of the devil. And the love of God started looking for a way for mankind to be restored back to glory. And right there and then, God demonstrated a picture of redemption for humanity. The Bible said Adam and Eve were so ashamed of God, they were covering themselves with figs and hiding from the presence of God. They were ashamed. They felt like failures. They felt defeated. They felt disappointed. And sometimes you and I can feel that way because of what we go through in life. But God taught a lesson to them there and then. The Bible said God made coverings for them. And even though the details were not spelt out there, we have sense. We can deduce how God did that. He did not speak again. God has said, stop speaking since Genesis 1. After he created the seventh day. And he rested. God killed an animal. Shed the blood of an animal. The animal did not sin. Adam and Eve sinned. But God substituted their punishment, instead of, it, instead of killing Adam and Eve, the animal was the one that died for them. And God now covered them with the skin of that animal. And it was a type of redemption. A picture of redemption. And in the fullness of time, when Christ came, Christ that did not sin for us, died for us on the tree, hallelujah, took our place, suffered our own consequence, and now we are covered by his grace, covered by his mercy, covered by his power. Glory be to God. And in that garden, after God covered them, a little sense of dignity started being restored to Adam and Eve. And the fullness of that came when Jesus died for humanity. And all that was just a picture of God's love for us. Picture of God's love for us. One of the most powerful truths you can ever remember. And we are talking about the winning ways of love. How does God help me to win? Or how does the love of God help me to win when I'm in trouble? One of the most powerful truths you can ever remember in times of trouble and tribulation is what Paul was telling us there in Romans chapter 8. God loves me. God will find a way, hallelujah, for me out of this mess. God will make a way for me out of this mess because he loves me. Oh, hallelujah. Love always finds a way. And I want to encourage everyone. I don't know the details of what you may be going through. I can't pretend as if times are not hard for people in this country now and the situations are not tough. But I can point you to a place where you can find comfort. Hallelujah. I can point you to the Father of mercies. Glory be to God. I can encourage you not to lose hope. I can encourage you and say this too will pass. And I can admonish you. Don't make stupid mistakes. 
that you will now live to regret. In a time of pressure, in a time of difficulty, remember that God loves you. Romans 8, let's read it again. I believe somebody will be blessed and encouraged by reading this. Romans chapter 8, quickly turn there. Hallelujah. Just to encourage ourselves one more time, let's read verse 28. Just by the way. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. Now that may be a difficult statement to make for someone going through a lot of pressure, but it's still the word of God. If you will walk in the love of God, receive his love the subject of love is not strange to us in this church love God back in return love others Paul said the God of comfort comforts us and he comforts us to a degree where we are able to comfort others as well as loving others when you walk in the love of God or when you walk in God's love, he somehow, somehow, love always finds a way. He will cause all things to work together for your good. Hallelujah. I remember when the pandemic hit, not long after the pandemic hit, after maybe like a year or so, or several months of the pandemic, we now started sharing testimonies and talking about people that the pandemic benefited them. Companies like Zoom, that their stock just skyrocketed. And they became one of the most popular and most successful companies in a time of difficulty and darkness. This pandemic worked together for their good. Hallelujah. The executives and the owner of Zoom will be saying, maybe they are even praying now, God, send another pandemic. God, send another pandemic. Can I prophesy over somebody in this house this morning? Regardless of what you may be going through right now, this season, God will cause everything to work together for your good in the name of Jesus. I declare that you will look back at this time, weeks, months, and even years from now, and you will have cause to thank God in the name of Jesus. Joseph can look back at his time in Potiphar's house and thank God. He can look back at his experience in prison and thank God. Because God caused everything to work together for his good. And the love of God makes that possible. The winning ways of love. Love will always find a way. We may never be able to explain it. But love will always find a way. And it will find a way so that you can win. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Just let me hear somebody shout again, I'm a winner. I'm trying to help someone to make the right sound from your life. Shout, I'm a winner. I'm, a winner. I'm an overcomer. What then shall we say to these things? Verse 31. If God is for us, who can be against us? God that did not spare his son, but delivered him up for us. No, that was God that was demonstrating his love to us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Hallelujah. 
Somebody declare, God freely gives me all things. I receive the supply. I am not hearing somebody this morning say, I receive the supply that heaven is sending my way right now. Hallelujah. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? I am not going to allow anything disconnect me from the love that God has for me. I'm not going to allow anything rob me of the revelation and the confidence I have that God loves me. Because when that happens, I really eliminate my, my chances of winning out of that situation. I won't allow the famine in the land rob me of the love that the Father has for me. And when, remember, we always talk about this thing. For us now, what is vital is our consciousness of it. Our consciousness of it. Quickly, let me show you three powerful scriptural examples. Somebody shout my consciousness of God's love. The love of God can make all the difference. The love that God has for you. In a hopeless situation, in a difficult situation, if the love of God can find expression and have his way, it can ensure that you come out of that mess in victory. And that will be your testimony this season in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I wish I could give everybody petrol in my church as the pastor. I wish I could give everybody new Naira notes. <laughs> Praise God. I wish I could give everybody in this church that's looking for employment, just provide them with jobs right now. Sometimes I feel that way. I wish that everybody that is feeling one kind of symptom of pain in their body, I wish I could just do something to take away the pain. But I've learned over time, more importantly, the best thing I can do is to tell people and remind them that God loves them. And help them to start seeing and believing that God loves them. Sometimes even if that's all you believe, it's more than enough. It's more than, it's more than the money. It's more than the petrol. It's more than the healing. It's more than the employment. It's more than anything you want. John chapter 11. I'm going to just give you three examples from scripture to make my case to us this morning. We read about the story of Lazarus. Hallelujah. Not the poor Lazarus. The Lazarus that was Jesus' friend. And they said he was sick. And you know his story, he eventually died. And when Jesus came, Jesus came and Jesus, Jesus had told the disciples when he had their story, he said this sickness is not unto death. But the people that were around Lazarus knew he was dying. That's why they sent the SOS to Jesus. By the time he arrived, he had died. And in Jesus' confirmation with them, please stay with me very carefully. I want you to catch this. It was obvious that they did not believe or they did not know or they were not expecting for Jesus to raise Lazarus up physically. Am I right or am I right? He told them that I'm the resurrection and the life. 
His sisters repented. Yeah, we know that you will raise him up in the last days. That's where their faith was at that level. But Jesus had another thing else in mind. However, what did they know or what did they believe? Look at verse 3 of John 11 with me this morning. When Jesus came, or before Jesus came. Therefore, the sisters sent to him, sent to Jesus saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. They did not have faith that Jesus will raise him physically from the dead. But they believed that Jesus loved Lazarus. That much they knew. You love him. He is sick. Their expectation was come and heal him. Come and heal him. Sometimes it's just enough to know and to believe that God loves me. I am in the fiery furnace, but God loves me. I am in the lion's den, but God loves me. I have lost everything I know, but God loves me. You may not even have faith for the miracle for God to bring you up, but at least you believe that God loves you. That's all they believed. And of course, Jesus came. And he stood at the tomb of Lazarus, and he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And Jesus gave him victory over physical death. Hallelujah. Love gave him victory over physical death. I prophesy over you this season, whatever is coming against you in life, the love of God will give you victory in the name of Jesus. I said the love of God will give you victory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Be like Lazarus' sisters. God loves me. Hallelujah. God loves me. Have you been in situations and circumstances where you are not even sure whether God can deliver you out of that problem? Am I talking to somebody this morning? Can you believe that in spite of that problem, Jesus still loves you? Many times it's more than enough because love will always find a way. Hallelujah. Love will always find a way. Glory be to God. Luke chapter 15, the prodigal son. Again, another familiar story. I'm showing you how love brought about victory where there was defeat and hopelessness around people. Luke 15, he asked for his inheritance. He left the house, lost his inheritance. Let me say something very powerful about Luke 15. Please listen to this very carefully. There were three parables Jesus taught about in Luke chapter 15. We know about the lost sheep. We know about the lost coin. And we know about who? The lost. Talk to me, church. The lost son. The prodigal son. Please listen to this very, very carefully. This will help somebody. And the whole story there was just to communicate how much God loves us. He will leave the 99. And go after the one. How did that song even say it again? That you leave the 99. The, the, the song we just sang today. No shadow, it won't light up. No mountain, it won't climb up. Coming after you. God loves us that much. This woman had, how many coins did Jesus say in the story? I can't remember the number again. One of them got missing. She left the other ones and searched the whole house. 
But interestingly, please hear this. So the father went after the lost sheep. The father went after the lost coin, but the father did not go after the lost son. Please hear me and hear me very well. The father did not what? Go after the lost son. There are some circumstances, some situations. It's not that the father loves the sheep more than the son. Or the father loves the coin more than the son. Praise God. There are just demonstrations. All those parables are just to teach us about God's love. But there are times, and I'm talking to that person that you have not yet gotten up. God has been talking, talking, talking. You have not gotten up yet. Start praying. You have not gotten up yet. Start coming for me. There are sometimes the father will not come. He will just wait for you. There are times he will come after you. No shadow, it won't light up. No matter, like the lost coin. The woman, she turned there until I find this coin. And there are testimonies that God came, God, but there are times, if you like, die in the pig's time. Not that he doesn't love you. He's telling us different ways that God expresses love. Don't think it's just one way that God will do it every time. The father did not go after the lost son. But look at what the Bible told us. After the boy came to his senses and said, I will return to his father's house, Luke 15, verse 20, he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a great way off, his father, the father waited for him to start coming. Now, the father didn't wait for him to come perfectly, but he waited and he saw him. While he was still a great way off, the father did what? Had compassion. Hallelujah. Had compassion on him. And ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. For the lost sheep, the father got up. The shepherd there was like the father. Went to every, left the other 99 sheep. For the lost coin, the woman there searched everywhere. But for the lost son, the father waited. Let me see whether I will start praying. Let me see whether I will start tithing. Let me see whether I will start loving his neighbor. Now, the moment he moved, the father stepped in. Are you learning something about the way the, way, the, ways the, love, of work, the love of God works? Talk to me, church. Now, it, at the end of the day, it was the compassion of the father that helped the boy. The boy came, he was asking, no faith that he would be restored. No faith that he would get back his inheritance. But the compassion of the father found a way. Hallelujah. And out of that mess and that failure, the boy got victory at the end of the day. Even his brother that was at home, that, that seemed he was doing the right thing. It looked as if that one didn't have any victory. But love will always find a way. Glory be to God. God is showing somebody compassion this week. Now, by saying that, I'm not saying he didn't show you compassion last week. Hello, somebody. Or last month. But I'm prophesying again. God's compassion will locate you this week. God's kindness will find you this week. God's grace will locate you this week. And by reason of that kindness, you will experience victory in the name of Jesus. But please make a move. Tap your neighbor and say, make a move. Tap your other neighbor and say, do something you've not done before. Are there people that are expecting God to comfort them this season? Based on what we prayed. Please let me look. Anybody, if your neighbor is changing and say, you make a move, make a move, make a move, make a move. Hallelujah. 
the boy was going back home. And then the compassion of the father met him. And from failure, the story changed to victory. Hallelujah. From loss, the story changed to restoration. Glory be to God. That will be somebody's testimony this week in Jesus' name. The third story I want you to remember, we see it in 2 Kings chapter 9. It's an Old Testament story, but very powerful. 2 Kings chapter 9. The Bible said for a long time, the house of David had fought with the house of Saul. They had, there was enmity between them. They had fought each other, they had killed each other, they had fought each other, they had killed each other. But as the time went by, please hear me and hear me very carefully. The house of David got stronger and stronger. The house of Saul got weaker and weaker. By this time, Saul had died. His son, Jonathan, had died. David was now king. And David was ruling over the nation. And one day, David woke up, 2 Samuel chapter 9. Now, David said, hallelujah, is there still anyone who is left in the house of Saul? Remember, this is the house he had been fighting with. The house he had been at war with. He had killed people from the house of Saul. People from the house of Saul had killed people from his house. But he had now come to a place where he was in victory. And he was in dominion. And the Bible said he remembered the covenant that he made with Jonathan, the son of Saul. Is there still anyone left in the house of Saul that I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Hallelujah. The word kindness there talks about, please hear this very carefully, covenant faithfulness. Is there someone that I can extend or the, the Hebrew word is the word hesed. It talks about the loving kindness of God, the mercy of God. It speaks of the favor of God. He woke up and said, I want to show favor to somebody from the household of my enemies. You read the story, Father. Apparently, please hear this, hear this very well. Jonathan had a son. His name was Mephibosheth. The Bible said in the time of the war, just after um, King Saul died, a nanny was carrying him because of all the trouble that was going, and he fell, and he became crippled in all his feet. And because of that physical condition, he lived a mediocre life. In fact, the city was living, or the town or the village, or the slump was called Lodiba. <laughs> God is taking someone from a low place to a very high place today. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then David got up and said, I want to show love. This is the type of God and us. I want to show love to the seed of my enemy. I want to bless someone that does not deserve, if we were to look at things naturally. He doesn't deserve my love. He doesn't deserve my blessing. But because of the covenant I made with Saul's son, in the days where King Saul wanted to kill David, when Saul wasn't on the throne, Jonathan and David came to a friendship and they made a covenant with each other. Jonathan had died. Everything had gone. But David remembered. Hallelujah. And they told him about Mephibosheth. 
And he told them, go and fetch him. And they brought him to David. And David restored the wealth of his father. Hallelujah. Mephibosheth was living a failed life. A poor life. A low life. A life of reproach and shame. In fact, when he came to the presence of, of David, he called himself a dog. He knew he did not deserve it. But David told him, from this day, you will eat at my table. Hallelujah. All the wealth of your father has to be restored to you in one day from poverty. Glory be to God. He moved to riches. All on the platform of love. Praise God forevermore. And that is our story. We were enemies with God. But God chose to show us mercy and chose to show us kindness. And today, God is still meeting our needs according to his riches and glory. So instead of, like David, I was saying, I want to show kindness to the house of Saul or to the seed of Saul, this is what God is declaring in heaven today. Are there still any members of the body of Christ that today I can show mercy to? That today I can show love to? The Bible said David remembered his covenant with Jonathan. Today, God is remembering his covenant with Jesus. Hallelujah. And because of his love, hallelujah, anyone that is joined in with Christ that may be going through um, failure or shame or reproach, God is showing you mercy today. God is meeting your needs today. God is helping you today. Not for any other thing, but just because of his love, his kindness. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Ah, that we will be conscious of these things as we go about in life. We don't know whether Mephibosheth was conscious of it too. But that's not the point of the story there. The point of the story is that it was available for him. And they picked him from that low place, brought him to the king's palace. From that day on, he started eating at the table with King David. Somebody, your story will change by the grace of God this season. Your testimony will change by the love of God this season. Where you have recorded failure and shame, God will cause you to begin to record victory. In the name of Jesus. Love will always find a way. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you this, this season. And I want to speak to everyone. Whether you are in a very, very low place and you don't know where help will come from, I'm telling you, by reason of the covenant God has with Jesus, whom you are now a part of, if you're a believer, love is showing you mercy in the name of Jesus. Whether you are the lost son, you seem to have lost your way, and you are not even sure whether you are worthy of what God can do for you, I'm telling you, just take a step back and start coming back. Love will show you mercy in the name of Jesus. And maybe it is actually hopeless. Lazarus had died. But love did what? Found a way. That will be your story this season. Amen. Hallelujah. Things may look tough. Things may seem tough. But we have help in God. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, 
Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.